Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And it's spooky season. Yes. <laughs> welcome to Halloween season officially. Um, this is like our first like official like regular episode recording for the month. Um, and what a way to kick off Halloween season, truly and honestly. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> uh, I was gonna try to start this episode um, with like using like a like a Dracula kind of vibe, like a Transylvanian accent. One. A vote. But yeah, I wasn't. I practiced in the mirror earlier, and it wasn't going well. So I decided. <laughs> I would decided not to do it, but I so desperately wanted to start this episode sounding spooky. If I could, if I tried, I would just end up sounding like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> One, uh, ha ha ha, <laughs> two, uh, uh, uh. I would just be Count Chocula. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. Are they the same person? No, they aren't. I don't think so. Oh, what? What is the count Work. on Sesame Street? He just called the count, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Count Chocolate I think so. the, the chocolate cereal guy. The chocolate cereal guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Halloween season officially, everybody. And pretty much, I mean, this month's theme, we're just talking about movies that pretty much get us into Halloween spirit. Movies that we like to watch around this time of year. So that's kind of the vibe that we're going with. Um, we have some great bonus episodes because we have, of course, so much great horror coming out this month. Um, so definitely join the Patreon if you want to listen to us discuss Hellraiser. That's going to be available at Tier 2. And Halloween Ends will be available at Tier 3. Um, but yeah, what a crazy month. And what a crazy movie to talk about, truly and honestly. I feel like it's a big task, but at the exact same time, I feel like it really, truly does not matter. Because everybody else has talked about this movie up, down, left to right, side to side. And for years to come, people would be talking about this movie up, down, left to right, side to side. So it doesn't feel that daunting, to be honest, to talk about this movie. Um, but I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. We covered 2018. We shit talked kills. We did do a uh, 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 bonus little episode on kills. So this is the third Halloween movie that we have discussed on this podcast. Um, so right. right now we're in the most recent timeline, pretty much, is what we've stuck to. Um, but it's going to be fun to go back and watch, or not watch, but discuss the original for you guys. Because obviously, I mean, it's a classic. Like, what else can we really say about this movie? It, again, is a classic. I mean, most people kind of pinpoint this movie as being the the jumpstart of the slasher genre as we know it although of course the og you know, the og even though of course there was movies and um you know films before this that were doing slasher type of things um but yeah this one kind of really cemented the genre itself and really kind of set the precedent moving forward so it's great and every time i watch it i just feel so good inside it really is such a comfort movie um, and yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. How do you feel about this movie, Storm? Are you like a big, I know we've talked about Halloween, obviously, like I said, or like we just said, we've discussed a few of the movies, but when we kind of talked about the series as a whole, I know you're not like the biggest fan of the franchise. And quite honestly, I am not also, you know, also I'm like, it's not my franchise, but I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about the original? The original is my favorite. And I feel like that's kind of cliche to say. 
Um, but there's like how convoluted the different like timelines can get later on is kind of like a turnoff to me. Yeah. Um, and like it's not the only franchise to do it. I'm not shitting on like the concept. Um, but there's so many timelines and there's so many diagrams to follow the timelines. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, I really enjoy the original. It's good. Which is saying a lot because I don't normally enjoy like origin stories. Um, you know what? Maybe I won't say that because I'm thinking like Marvel. Mm hmm. Having to see like Spider-Man Marvel movies for the 20th time start <laughs> yeah. <at> the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Marvel movies like I could give a fuck less about like the origin stories. <laughs> um so I'm so used to like that thought process that like I think sometimes I kind of shit on other origin stories, but this one's very enjoyable. Oh, so good. I mean again, truly and honestly a horror classic. If you haven't seen the movie, and you're a horror fan, I definitely think it's must-watch material. Like, you definitely need to watch this movie. Um, of course, I mean, co-written and directed by horror master John Carpenter. Of course, also co-written and produced by the legendary Deborah Hill. Um, it's great. You know, it's I, I there's just, it's just so much to talk about. We'll get into it. Um, it's a funny, silly little movie. Michael's a silly little guy in this movie. I mean, terrifying, scary. Just a silly little guy. But he's giving me silly little guy vibes for sure. He is pulling pranks and acting silly and driving without a, uh, a license and obeying the rules of the road still. <laughs> um, it's a lot to take in. Has been in prison or in some type of facility since he was literally a child, but somehow knows how to drive a car. Yeah, and again, follow the rules of the road. What material are right. they giving him inside of this mental hospital for him to have the you think <laughs> to do this? You think they still give them driver's ed? Right. I'm saying, like, what is? Is there a library inside that place? Like, did they just? Well, there has to be a library. You think? Oh yeah. Okay. So he's obviously you know reading up on. Um, his driver's ed one <laughs> what the fuck it, it's crazy this movie's wild not a single red light was ran in this movie yeah he again is pacing himself he's not really speeding too much he's it's funny because he's not like i don't know we'll get into it because it's he's literally driving around in a fucking mental hospital car the entire time and nobody just you know cares to even nobody picks up on it yeah. yeah he's driving around in that car with that mask and everybody's just like sure um, They're like, happy Halloween. Yeah, Halloween <laughs> season, you know. Uh, so do you have, like, any early memories of this movie? Like, is there anything, like, can you remember maybe, like, one of the first times you watched it or anything? No. No. I don't okay. think so. Because this one, for me, I I can think back to, like, many moments in my childhood where this movie was just on the TV. Like, it was played in my home, in my aunt's home, in my uncle's home, at my grandma's house. Like, this movie was played constantly. Obviously, October, it would never fucking rest. It was on probably all the fucking time. Uh, but even throughout the year, obviously, you know, it just, it was always on. So I just have so many memories with this movie. Michael Myers used to scare the living shit out of me. Like, I don't even know when. I couldn't even tell you, like, what age I was when I finally was just like, bitch, chill out. It's a movie. Because he scared me so much as a kid. Like, not even Girl. funny. That was me with Chucky. Chucky was the scariest thing I have ever fucking seen when I was a child, next to the original It. 
And I used to be so fucking terrified of every single doll that I was ever bought because I was like, this is the one. This is it. And then now I watch it and I'm like, this is ridiculous. How was I ever? (laughs) I think I was so in love with Toy Story that the love of Toy Story just, you know, overcame the fear of child's play for me. So I would assume if my dolls were to come alive, then it would probably hopefully be a Toy Story situation and not (laughs) a child's play situation. But the fact, you know, the thought of some creepy random person just standing around my house um, and staring at me through my windows is still something I think about to this day. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Michael Myers is so scary, especially in this movie. Um, You know, his intentions aren't as clear in this movie. He is doing things without any reasoning behind them, really. And that makes him scary. You know, as, as... we have seen, you know, in the many timelines of this franchise at this point, they've tried to expand on that. They tried to, you know, give him a little bit more depth. Um, they've thrown him into a cult. They've, you know, had him have, you know, a trashy upbringing. Um, they've had him be, uh, it just, uh, they had him do a lot at this point. And I do think the scariest version of him is still in this movie. So maybe 2018, he's a little creepy in that one still um, as well. He's kind of violent and scary. But this one definitely still feels like his scariest like version. Mm. I don't, maybe it's just because I, uh, I think I became a fan of horror like based off of later movies that this one kind of feels silly to me. Like I obviously see the art behind it and I can see how it can be spooky. Um, but I definitely see it for the camp as <laughs> yeah. as an adult. Which I mean again, I think it just that kind of lends itself to like the slasher genre, you know? Which is probably why I was so drawn to the genre as a kid. On top of just like the aspect of, you know, people being knocked out one by one, a very Agatha Christie and then the Renan type of vibe. I've always really been into like the vibe of people being eliminated. I love competition shows. Um, I love Survivor, Big Brother, Drag Race, all that stuff. I like seeing people be eliminated. I like seeing people disappear, get knocked out one by one. I like that for some reason. Um, Why are so- you comparing Ru- 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 RuPaul's Drag Race to Slasher? <laughs> you said they're done. <laughs> Kill them. But like in the terms of people being knocked out one by one, there's something like exhilarating about that. So like seeing people get knocked out one by one in a horror movie is always really exciting to me. And on <laughs> add in you know silliness, add in campiness, add in what the slasher genre brings, and this movie definitely is a very clear starting point of that. Because even look at movies, like people, of course, also like to say that Black Christmas, which came out, you know, not too far before this, was a little bit more instrumental in terms of, you know, kind of giving life to the slasher genre as we know it. But I do think that that movie does lack the camp. It does lack the silliness that this movie has, that every slasher from this point forward did kind of, uh, you know, adopt. Um, so I like that. I like that about this movie. Um, I love campiness. I really do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a queer. I like, you know... Make it funny, uh, make it silly, make it over the top, and I am in all in. So, yeah, this movie speaks to me. Um, it scared me so much as a kid. I've seen it God knows how many times at this point, um, and she still hits, you know? So, I watched it high for the first time last year. Oh my God. Was, Was it, it an experience? experience? Yes. Okay, let me tell you this. Okay, so again, I've seen this movie so much, it was so instrumental in my upbringing that 
for for years now, and it's one of those things where I do watch this every year. Every year around October, I will watch this movie. And it was kind of getting, you know, a little lackluster. I've seen it so many times that I was just like, oh, I know it's Halloween 78. Oh, I'm going to get what I'm getting. I know what's happening. Last year, for some random reason, I was like, I've never seen this movie high. So I had the biggest ball. I sat down, watched this movie for the first time high, and it just like reinvigorated my love for this movie. Like I was able to just like take it all in. I was literally in fucking Haddonfield. It was just amazing. So ever since then, like my love for the movie has only grown. Again, it's always been a part of my life pretty much. But yeah, watching it high last year really, really just sent it into like overdrive <laughs> of how much I really do enjoy this movie. Girl, that is so funny that you bring that up because that is exactly, and I'm going to send us on a tangent, but that is exactly how I felt last night. Adrian and I just saw Scream 2 in theaters for the 25th anniversary. Mm, and yeah, so that was the first time that I've watched it high and I got to see it in a theater and I was having the time of my fucking life. Like I was laughing my ass off and I mean, it's it's me adrian my daughter and then a couple behind us and nobody else is laughing and i'm fucking snickering i'm <laughs> living my fucking life it was so good i don't really i enjoy scream 2 um but it's like not my fave it's never been my fave yeah i knew that was a big thing so i was a little bit nervous to watch it with you again because i know uh, the last time you had watched it, I remember you like told me afterwards that you know it wasn't a fave, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> because I love Scream too, like a lot. So this yeah theater experience definitely helped. Yeah, once we make it past like the opening scene where the scene where they're showing stab, um, I I don't really care for it. Um, they kind of ruin Randy for me, and like. They just make him more Randy. It's not like they changed him at all. It's just he's like more obnoxious. And for some reason that got under my skin. Like I never really like Randy is one of my favorite characters in the original Scream. Or in the franchise, honestly. But like in two, he kind of pisses me off. <laughs> but last night, girl, I felt like I was in the movie. I was standing right in front of them. <laughs> if I, It felt like we were in 3D, girl. I was like, I'm right here and fucking dewey's facial expressions oh, yeah, he's and the way his yeah, his eyebrows i was having the time of my life so i completely understand you saying that uh watching it high reinvigorated your love because i felt it last night i'm pretty sure i've seen all the screen movies high already at this point because i watch them so often uh but uh, again um like i said when we watched the first one in theaters Watching them in theaters in itself is like a different experience. Um, so watching this one while high and in the theater was great. Um, because again, like you just hear so much more. Mm -hmm. Like that's my big thing with watching the movies in the theaters. Yes, the oofs. Um, but just like the music and I, I don't know. Like I could, these are things that I've heard before, but it just sounds different when you're watching it, you know, in a movie theater. So like it mm -hmm. just heightens the experience and even the moments that I've watched this movie, you know, again, many times before, the moments that I would always kind of roll my eyes at or just think we're, like, kind of silly, like, they just hit different this time around. Um, and, yeah, again, I just have a bigger appreciation for that movie, you know, than I did before going into watching it in the theater. Um, I yeah. think, not to, like, focus on Randy, I think the problem is just Jamie Kennedy, girl. He's just annoying. Mm. 
He's annoying. Fair. Randy is great in that first movie. Um, I think he's perfectly fine in the second. I think, like you said, he's just like, he's just like gremlin mode. It's probably because he knew he was dying and was just like, let me just be the most obnoxious <laughs> version of myself that I can. He Which was like, let me give them Jimmy a Kennedy reason to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. So it just feels like he's being obnoxious well, for the sake of being And that's obnoxious. exactly why he does get cut not for us to go. <laughs> I mean, truly, that is why he ends up getting himself that's killed. W- yeah, that's why he gets killed is because he's talking shit about Billy being a bitch. And his mother. <laughs> yeah. And Billy's mom's like, you know what? Say fucking less, bitch. I live. Um, I still live for the line that he's a homo repressed mama's boy because, I mean, truly <laughs> and honestly, he probably is. Um, but yeah, but I guess if you're looking at character wise, maybe it makes sense for him. You know, he's probably over the top and acting like that because he's so in love with Sydney. She's still not paying attention to him, even after they've trauma bonded through this experience and she's still not into him. You know, what else can he really do besides just continuously be an obnoxious film nerd? Right. So, I mean, okay, I guess we won't get off into a Scream 2 tangent. I was literally about to start asking <laughs> you questions about Scream 2. Um, okay, so before we jump We're into- We're changing the <laughs> episode. This is Scream 2. Welcome to it. It turns into Scream 2. I mean, honestly- I wouldn't mind. Um, okay, so before we discuss <laughs> Halloween 78, okay, I want to do a quick game with Stormy. So in the tradition of slasher being horny for horror at all times, I wanted to do like a little, I guess you can say like a smasher pass, but I want oh to do it primarily with Michael Myers. The Michael masks? Yes, and his mask. Oh my yes. God. So I want okay. us to go through it and I want us to say if we're going to, if the mask stays on, pretty much during sex. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Oh my god! All I can think about is your TikTok. It's like if the mask stays on, he's not ugly. <laughs> so that's what I want us to do. So obviously, you know, if the mask stays on, then it means it's a sexy mask. We like it, and she's a hit. If you okay. know, we're not fucking this person, Michael, with the mask on, and we have to take it off, then the mask is shit. She's a flop. So okay. that's what we're gonna do here. That way we Are can you going to show a, me the pictures? I'm just going to text you these pictures, yes. Oh, my I God. I have lined okay. up one by one. So let's yeah, just let me one by one because I'll <laughs> get confused. I'll be like, which one's which? Oh, don't worry. I got you, girl. So, okay. So I'm going to be sending some of the pictures. You guys, you know, I know as listeners, I'm sure you've all seen these Michael masks. We all know the different versions of them. A lot of them are awful, disgusting, not good. So I want us to go through and see which ones that we ourselves personally like. So let's go ahead and start with the original, 1978. Is the mask staying on during sex, Stormy? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just staring at it makes me laugh. The wig is wigging. It's looking great, right? This one's cute. Right. Um, it's a William Shatner mask, obviously. Like, we, we all know that at this point. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, he has great cheekbones here. Um, right. The contour's on point. Yeah, the contour's great. The lips are kind of full. They're giving, you know, um, they're looking... I would, like, stick my fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Also, he breathes really heavy in this mask, as we see in this movie, so that's kind of... You know it's moist in there, girl. Ooh. Yeah. You know it's steamy It has to stay on, then, because I don't want to see what's going on underneath that. But he's putting in work in this mask. So this is his youngest version. (laughs) This is 21-year-old Michael. Um, yeah, the mask can stay on. He can fuck me in this thing. Oh it's hot. The eyebrows look great. We're 10 minutes into this episode. <laughs> the eyeball sockets are not bad. Um, cause some of these eyeball sockets on these masks are abysmal. So these ones are great. And like you said, the hair. I like how it like goes up at the end. Kind of like a little lash moment. Oh, at his, uh, at his eyes. 
Yeah, the yeah. little eye creases he has little in the corner. Wings, kind of, yeah. Cute. <laughs> yeah, I could put a little, little eyeliner on it. Yeah. The nose is cute and dank. Um, yeah, it's just cute. I love her. The eyebrows need a little color, but yeah. Yeah, the mask stays on. Hot. Okay, let's move on to Halloween 2. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this Both one's not, well, not a fave mask of mine. Um, this looks like... The nose is definitely giving broken vibes. It looks like a broken nose. Like it's like slanted. Yeah. Not that that's unattractive. Where did his cheekbones go? Yeah, the cheekbones are not as defined. The hair... It looks like Chucky. Oh, yeah. The hair has gotten really fried by this point. It's not looking great. Um, also, the lips. The bottom lip is not giving. If we go back to, like, the original mask, the bottom lip is plump, girl. This lip mm -hmm. is just flat. So flat. On top of the eyebrows, if we're comparing. The eyebrows got a little. They got a little color this time. They, they really didn't change that much in shape. Um, but the eyes. And the, and the head shape. The head shape is also like really. Oh yeah, neat. he's really thick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thick head shape. It's I'm not. My not thing. saying that thick is bad, not obviously, but in this mask, I think the mask has to come off. I'm not living. It has to come off. Sorry, it's not. It's not it for me. What about you? Yeah, it can. It's. I mean, you could probably hit it from the back. Okay, you know what? Because there's some really bad masks in here this one you know, like if i looked back and i saw that i'd probably jump but like also <laughs> <laughs> but also like <laughs> i'm like i'm into it you know okay. like it would be a jump scare but like huh. it just makes me tighter you know <laughs> Ooh. i mean hey um i want to stick with my original instincts and i'm just gonna stay with no uh, okay. It's the hair for me. There's just, it's just, I, there's something about it I'm not vibing with. It just looks, I mean, it's fried. It's awful, but like, it's a, it, he's been murdering people for a while yeah. at this point. So, like, you gotta give him. It's just so funny of, to me that, like, that the mask changed so drastically between those first two. Right. Days. But, you know, um, it is what it is. Of course, Michael is famously not in Halloween 3. So let's move on to Halloween 4. Um, I got the best picture I could of this thing. This is Halloween 4. Uh, I love <laughs> Halloween 4. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, the mask, though, for me is gone. It's coming off. I hate this mask. Mm -hmm. Dry as a Sahara desert. It's bad. Look at it. I mean, the hair is awful. Like, it's now giving receding hairline. Like, it's slicked back, and it's just not cute. The eye holes are so fucking big. I fully expect his dick to pop out of one of them. They're so large. The ears are huge. Ears and huge. nose are both huge. So big. The lips, again, are pencil thin non <laughs> Non-existent. It's bad. The contouring's not there. It's just... The eyebrows are... They're really there. dark. It's kind of creepy to see this pale white face and just, like dark ass eyebrows he looks you know who he looks like his new nosoferatu <laughs> <laughs> nosferatu <laughs> yeah honestly yeah it just I, it has to come off michael this one's not cute for me same okay yeah it's ugly okay halloween five famously not a good movie for me at least i don't enjoy halloween five this is what we're working with <laughs> it's not good right right okay let's um, analyze um forehead is big 
big forehead. It's giving Pennywise. Mm, yes, he's giving Pennywise. Why are the ears so long? Big ears. One of them is longer, or at least in this picture that we have, one of them looks like... Oh, it's much longer. Yeah, more pointy than the other. That's weird. The nose he only is has one cheekbone. One very defined cheekbone. The nose is giving... Um, it's giving Snape. Oh. <laughs> that works too. Um... And the lips are small. It kind of he kind of looks like Alec Rickman. Oh, I'm pulling up a picture of Alan Rickman right fucking now. Honestly, it's not Alan bad. Rickman. Rest in peace. Like he's a very attractive man. Yeah, I was about but to say, but this if mask he actually looks like him, kind of. Then I might let it slide. Um, <laughs> but this mask is not attractive. Oh my god, Stormy, you're fucking killing me. Okay, so this is Alan Rickman. I mean, it's not far off, right? Pull and him. Pull up a picture of Snape, though. Oh, Snape. Okay. Fucking Alan Rickman on the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, like oh, mm. yeah. Work in your five-piece suit. Okay, hold on. Just, let me just look Severus Snape. It's still fuck J.K. Rowling, guys. Um, mm. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's giving Severus Snape. Yeah, I, it's really hard for me to Not think. as attractive, but. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the facial, like the the nose for sure. Um, Alan I think it's just the nose that's lips. making me. Uh, it's bad because I would probably let him fuck me in this mask. I don't oh like God. it. I really don't. I don't like this mask. But like, I think I'd let him fuck me in this mask. I feel like I would laugh. He'd be like, who's your daddy? And I would be like, he's dead. <laughs> you know what? You're also... Like you're so right because you're so real for that because I think I would also be laughing if I like turned around and saw this mask <laughs> going at my ass cheeks. I yeah. would probably laugh. But I think oh my for God. the story, so your cheeks are spread, it. right? Oh, okay. Your cheeks are spread. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you look back, and then it's all doo -doo -doo, and his head pops out from be between your ass cheeks, and it's that face. I better douche real Would good you? because if any <laughs> shit comes out on that white ass mask, I'm gonna be <laughs> triggered. You would still let it go back? Let what go back? <laughs> you would let that mask go back between your cheeks? Yeah, of course. <laughs> For the sake okay. of, um, you know, giggles, I would probably let him fuck me with the Halloween 5 <laughs> mask. Okay. You're a hard no, though. I'm a, I'm a no, I don't blame you. you at all. Let's move on to Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Um... You know what? I don't think this is a bad mask. Um, the holes are so big. Those eye holes are <laughs> ridiculous. Like They really how are. How is he really hiding his eyeballs when their holes are that big? It's too much. Right. It's kind of creepy. I don't like I don't I can't I can't turn around and like look at Matt. It's giving the main actor from 1408. <laughs> not the John Cusack reference. <laughs> um Does he not look like John Cusack? I guess somewhat maybe. Are they just getting <laughs> different white maybe men just and just <laughs> fucking painting their faces white? Um, the nose is okay here. The lips are a little bit more plump. The hair is kind of coming back to like the darker tone that we kind of. I mean, I guess it was also dark in the last couple movies. He, I guess, honestly, Halloween <laughs> Six is giving John Cusack a little bit. Wow, I'm great at this. <laughs> okay, you know what? John right. Cusack sends us a season to this. <laughs> um, okay, you know what? First off, I'm psychotic for letting the fifth Michael fuck me. That is like a weird 
random kink, I guess. I'm going to go back on my word, and I'm going to take that one away. That one is a flop. The mask will come this off. This one can fuck me. This one can fuck me. I like this yeah. one, actually. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie all the way through. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, I don't know if I ever will watch Halloween 6. I'm sorry. Paul Rudd is hot, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit through this movie. I'm just not. Um, but this mask The contour is... Yeah, the contours there. Yeah, it's she looks features. a little, you know, worn. I kind of like that vibe. The eyeballs are also still very big, and so are the ears. I really but hate the eyeballs, really and truly. But you know, we'll do our best. And the hair, the hair is pretty awful. But we already established that I would fuck John Cusack. So <laughs> exactly. Sad. That really honestly swayed <laughs> me. Um, okay, let's move on to Halloween H two O. Iconically, an uh, awful mask. Um, the hair <laughs> is probably the worst I've ever seen in any of these movies. Maybe besides five. Why is it? <laughs> five is pretty bad. But this is. The hair sits on the head like those little like umbrella hats. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Why does it sit like that? It's It doesn't sit like a hairline. Yeah, the hair is awful. It's so bad. On top of that, the eye holes are big enough to where like you just see his eyeballs the entire time. It's kind of weird. Um. I know I said I wanted eyebrows, but now that I have eyebrows, I don't want them. <laughs> the hair destroys this mask. It's no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. coming off. I hate this mask. I really do. I like H2O. Like it's the most human of them all, I feel like, and I hate it. I just think of that awful shot in this movie where they CGI'd his mask in, like that one random <laughs> shot where it's just like a CGI Michael face. And I'm like, this is just, this mask is bad. It's sad that this is what uh, Jamie Lee Curtis had to come back to. It's really sad. It's an awful mask, and it's coming off. I don't want anybody near my genitals wearing this thing. Right. It's offensive almost. Same for you, coming off? Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Resurrection. Um, <laughs> so this is the mask that fights Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks. And... Like I said, now that I have eyebrows, I don't want them. Take them back. I mean, this is bad, right? This mask is yeah bad. It looks like it looks like a knockoff version of a Michael Myers mask. Again, the hair is sitting very weird on it. Yeah, I hate when they give him like a slip, like a slick back hairstyle. It's uh, <laughs> just like not my favorite. And you're right. Like in this picture that we have specifically, the wig is coming off. So, y'all, this one's bad. It just looks bad it looks like a it looks like somebody went to their fucking five-year-old and said can you draw this michael myers mask and they drew it and they 3d printed it and it became this mask it looks bad it looks like a child's drawing of like michael's mask it's coming off i hate this mask same it's ugly um let's go on to another timeline i mean we've already been through two already but let's move on to another one <laughs> and let's do halloween rob zombies halloween uh, yeah. So this one's a little bit more aggressive. You're coming with me. <laughs> this one's a little <laughs> bit more aggressive. Uh, obviously, it has lots of scarring, um, some burns and damages. But I, yeah, it's kind of, it's scary, but kind of hot. Uh, yeah. The nose looks great. The eye holes are like a nice uh, shape and size. The hair is still awful. The but what can we expect? Crazy. Honestly, besides the first movie, the hair is bad. I feel like in every other movie. Oh, yeah. The first movie, it looks okay. But this, I I mean, it's just creepy enough, but just reminiscent enough of the original mask that it's still kind of hot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he 
can definitely. I'm fucking it. it. This mask will stay on. Okay, so Halloween 2 was really hard, Rob Zombies. Halloween 2 was, like, really hard to try to find, like, a good, clear picture of online. This is all I can do. Um, it's kind of near the end of the movie where <laughs> half of it's already falling off. Um, I think this one's going to have to come off. It's already kind of falling off already. It looks like it's coming apart. The hair is even worse than it was in Rob Zombie's first movie. Yeah. It just, it's not, it's not giving it's not serving it's just not cute yeah i don't know how they gave a wig like a receding hairline i also don't know how the wig has grown in length like if it's supposed to be the same <laughs> mask is the wig just is the mask just right. also growing hair why is it how's it longer than the first movie i don't know it's but just it's a no it's a no for me it really is just not it's not it um halloween 2018 I think, hmm, let me hear your thoughts first on this one. Michael! <laughs> um, I'd fuck it. Right, yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty, pretty... Um, it's Michael, it's, you know. It looks like the, mo- it looks probably the most similar to the original. Um, the hair's the a hair. better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the hair's never good. Like, let's just get that straight. The hair... Uh, Michael Myers is never good. But this, it looks a little bit better. Um, the lips are a little bit more plump. Uh, both cheekbones. Ma- they make him look older. Yeah. they. My daddy issues are screaming. <laughs> they, yeah. really do. they literally made the mask look like it's a 40-year-old version of the mask in the first movie. Uh, right. It, uh, the the mask is aging mm-hmm. for some reason. Just like the old man under it. Just like fucking, I mean, the one in Rob Zombie's movie again was growing hair. So <laughs> this one's definitely a keep on during sex, though. I like this yeah, one. Yeah, 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 She's yeah. Hot, work. hot, sexy. That was one of the first things I was most excited about when, like, the teasers and stuff were coming out for 2018 was how good the mask looked. Work. Okay. And Halloween Kills. Um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just, you know, the bias. Um. <laughs> we shit on that movie so much that I can't. <laughs> it just, yeah, I mean, the half, half of it's burnt at this point, of course, because he almost burns to death at the end of 2018. It also gives him, it looks like he has a fat lip, like like he was punched in the face. Yeah, the lip, I mean, the way the burn is set on the lip is... Um, it's just not cute. I'm sorry. Um, it's just not cute. It doesn't. It also looks. The hair is holding on by a thread. <laughs> yeah. How did how did half the mask burn, but none of that hair fucking went out there? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. None of it like curled up. He should be bald and ends. Just fucking the flame should have ate that fucking dried ass hair on his head. Yeah, and ends just... the mask better be glued to his fucking face, like melted to his face. It's, it's he can't take it off. Years later, they better go back. He better fucking drive all the fucking. I don't know. He better go and find the original mask. I mean, I guess there's really oh God, imagine Halloween ends. I haven't paid attention too much to them, but his mask still looks pretty distressed and burnt in that one. So I think they're kind of still going off of like a continuation of how it was left off in Kills. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it's just not my favorite. Wow, so out of all of them, the only ones that we're kind of vibing with are the first movie, Halloween 6, right? Oh, uh, no, it was Halloween 5. Halloween 5, Halloween one. 1, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and 2018. Yep. 
Isn't that that is like one of the things with this franchise? Is like how do you manage to make the mask look awful in a lot of these movies? Right. Like how hard is it to just make Michael Myers look like Michael Myers? I don't know. Those are questions for another day. Why is it so hard to be like consistent? Right. Like, where is the struggle? Like, I'm sure there's probably like some type of like lawsuits involved with them not using like the exact same William Shatner mask and so on and so forth. I don't know the legalities behind that, but. I don't feel like they change like Jason's mask. You know what I mean? I mean, that's like a hockey mask, though, so I guess that's kind of like a commonplace thing. So it's easy to keep him looking the same. I just don't, I, guess. I really don't understand how much they fuck up these masks. Like, it's crazy looking back on it now and going through all of them. How do they manage to make a vast majority, at least more than half of the movies out there that Michael's in? He looks like a goofy ass bitch. Like, I just like, what are we doing here, you guys? I'm glad that 2018 looked good. Um, I wouldn't fuck kills, but as a continuation of 18, it still looks pretty decent. But yeah, I don't know why they were floundering so bad for years. The fact that they even had a fucking a scene with the CGI version of one is also just like, what are you guys doing? How hard is it to make a solid Michael Myers mask? Right. But alas, oh, yeah. here we are. Let's go ahead. Should we just jump into the movie then? Probably should. <laughs> okay, it was fun to look at these masks and talk about, you know, sex as we do. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into Halloween 1978. All righty, we are back. And this week we are talking about the iconic, the legendary, the everlasting gobstopper of horror movies, Halloween, originally released on October 27th of 1978. The film was made on a very minuscule budget of $325,000, estimated, before seeing a worldwide gross of $47 million. I mean, talk about a fucking success. With a runtime of one hour and 31 minutes, the film was, of course, famously directed by John Carpenter and has a very, I mean, now a horror or a very iconic cast. We have Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Nancy Kyes as Annie, PJ Souls as Linda, Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Brackett, Kyle Richards as Lindsay, Brian Andrews as Tommy, and Nick Castle playing The Shape. So 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonville, Illinois, to kill again. Halloween, 1978, y'all. So, where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess kind of going through the movie, we do start at the very beginning with, I guess, like like, like a nursery rhyme or something. I've... I mean, beyond this movie, I have no idea what it is. I've never looked into it. But verbatim, what these children say, black cats and goblins and broomsticks and ghosts, covens of witches with all of their hosts. You may think they scare me. You're probably right. Black cats and goblins on Halloween night. Um, so I always like the beginning of this movie. I love like the aspect of like the children's like, you know, scary nursery rhyme thing. Because I like mm-hmm. that the movie itself is pretty much centered around Michael being a type of boogeyman character, especially because, you know, there's children involved in this scenario. Um, So it kind of just alludes to, like, the mystique surrounding him. 
And yeah, I think it's a really fun opening. And of course, you know, we start with the iconic intro like right away. The iconic Halloween oh, yeah. theme song, of course, created by John Carpenter. Um, amazing opening credits with the, of course, the pumpkin. I mean, again, it's just like an iconic opening. And like, I, you know, there's not much else to say there. It's just great. Right. It's so long. A very long um, opening. But again, like, it's amazing. I also like in the pumpkin. I mean, again, it's well known at this point. But like how they try to make one of the eye sockets look like Michael's head, even though it doesn't look really good. And the nose, of course, is supposed to be like shaped like a knife almost. Um, right. Cute. I love it. Um, obviously, again, it's an iconic opening sequence. Iconic title card. Orange font. Like they're really shoving the Halloween aspect in your face right off the bat. Um, it's great. I love it so much. And of course, we cut then to Halloween night, 1963. Uh, Michael Myers is wandering around the outside of his house. Of course, we have the amazing, um, you know, POV shot of him walking around the house, stalking his sister. You know, his sister's supposed to be 15 year old or 15 years old in this scene and in this moment. Ew. Right? That's gross. Isn't it? I mean, in like looking into like some of the details and like um, researching a little bit on the movie, everything lists her as being like 15, like she was 15 years old, which I'm like, that's weird. I mean, I was also doing shady shit as 15 years old. Oh, yeah, but of course. It's just the aspect of it just sexualizing yeah. movies. A little weird. Um, but right. Never really I've never realized, safer. like, how erotic some of this movie is. Like, pretty much every everything's so moany. So sexy. Like, even when people are getting murdered, they're just, oh, oh, my God. And I'm like, you, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, very sexy. You know, very um, very slasher vibes. Everything's very sexualized. Everything is yeah. over the top. Um, and it's hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that she's supposed to be 15 here is really weird to me. Um Again, an iconic opening. It is really creepy to see, you know, little Michael walk around, pick up a mask. Um, also, her boyfriend, um, his sister's boyfriend, Judith, his hair is falling off his head. His receding hairline is... It, <laughs> it's, uh, it's He's definitely head. not 15. <laughs> he is not 15. Not at all. But honestly, him being 15 to maybe 18 years old would be the only thing that could make sense for how quick they have sex. Um, I timed it, just so you know. So they go upstairs to go and, you know, fornicate, make love, whatever the fuck the kids are saying these days. Um, and as soon as the lights turn off to the moment that he is putting on his T-shirt and coming down the stairs was exactly one minute and seven seconds. And that's how long it took for this 15 to 18 year old to presumably ejaculate and leave the premise, which I guess would make sense if he's a young person. Um, but yeah, growing up, the little like the rabbit thrusts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's always something I've always laughed at. Um, even as a kid growing up, I was like, not him going up there and coming down so quickly. Um, and that's including like getting undressed time. Yeah, exactly. undressed and redressed. Yeah, I don't know if he just did. He does not take just, off like, his pants. Broke his dick a little bit to her boobs and then like left. Or, like, I don't know. Maybe he's gay and, like, was freaking out. And as soon as he saw her tits, was like, I gotta go. And, like, ran out of the house. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, right? That's sure. I mean, she's butt-ass naked. <laughs> but he somehow got dressed, uh, undressed, fucked, came, redressed in a minute and a couple of seconds. So, like, I don't I don't know. Maybe, have you ever seen Evan Almighty? 
Um, I have, but I don't remember it. Or not Evan. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, he like at one point he just throws all of his clothes off in one fell swoop. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, she's fully butt ass naked, and the bed is messed up. So I don't. They I have don't to have understand. sex again. They turn off the lights, so something goes on up there. <laughs> Um, and again, like I said, she's fully naked by the time Michael comes creeping up the stairs. Uh, her line delivery of his name is something I... Michael! S- yes, I still laugh oh at it. Oh, God, Michael! <laughs> it is so iconic. Uh, but yeah, he stabs at her, kills her, leaves the house, walks outside. Her parents are conveniently pulling up at this exact moment. Um, and they take the mask, the clown mask, off of Michael. And this young six-year-old boy is just standing outside with a huge butcher knife. Um, it is very unsettling, and I think it's a very effective opening for this movie because you're seeing mm-hmm. a POV shot of a killer. Obviously, um, you kind of seen things like this before with like Peeping Tom, and you know we're like, mm, okay, what are we getting here? Um, also, you know things with like with things like Psycho as well. There's POV shots that we see all the time. For for them to flip it around and have it be a six year old kid, I think it's right. great. I mean, this is like in '78. Um, you know, it's pretty revolutionary in terms or it's pretty uh you know shocking for the time i guess you could say so i think it's still a really effective opening for sure because we have no indication like that this is a child up until the moment that their parents pull his mask off right exactly so yeah i think it's a good twist it's a really shocking way to start this movie for sure to see something i mean for 78 um so violent take place and then it be at the hands of a child yeah, it's pretty alarming, right. you know. And on top of that, I mean, with what we see here, I mean, it's a seemingly nice home, um, seemingly nice white-looking parents. Uh, seemingly, he has, like, a good upbringing, you know. Um, that's what right. makes it all the more terrifying. Like, there's no inkling or nothing that's already set up for us to believe, like, oh, yeah, this person could potentially be a serial killer. Um, right. You know, I mean, obviously, like, movies since then especially you know rob zombies have definitely tried to add more depth to his upbringing and to his character as a whole um but yeah this one's really creepy because again he seemingly has a pretty nice upbringing going on back in the 60s uh so it is jarring to see him you know kill his sister right uh but from there you know we immediately cut to 15 years later we are of course going to smith's grove in illinois uh, Dr. Loomis is going to be transporting Michael to somewhere else. So he's with, of course, nurse. I think her name is Marion, I believe, who, of course, famously returned for Halloween Kills and died. Um, but I'm pretty sure her name is Marion. Let me double check before I completely piss off all other horror fans. Yeah, Marion. So, nurse. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're heading up to the, of course, the mental hospital. They, of course, as they're approaching it, see that there's a whole bunch of in, uh, patients already walking around in the heavy pouring rain. Uh, it's pretty creepy. Um, it always used to freak me out as a kid to like just see all these people wandering. Uh, Dr. Loomis immediately gets out of the car. I was like, girl, like let's just sit in the car for a little bit before we just start running into a sea of patients at a mental hospital. Like, let's give right. it a moment. On top of that, something, well, Michael, obviously, jumps on top of the car. Marion, for whatever fucking reason, decides to roll down the window. I'm like, bitch, keep that window up. What are you doing? Right. Why are you allowing yourself to be a victim in this moment by opening your window? Right. Just the way, <laughs> I don't know why her line cracks me up so much whenever she's like, do they, since when do they let them wander around? 
I'm like, it's in the middle of a storm and there's multiple patients just wandering. Like, like why are we together. not more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why are we not instantly like, this is an emergency? Right. Why are we not like just fucking driving through the gate, blasting through it, driving straight to the front door and being like, right. your patients are quite literally. They're grazing the in the pasture right is, now. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is happening? Is crazy. Y'all need to get it together. Um, but right. yeah, Michael, again, famously gets Marion out of the car, hops right in. The way he climbs on top of the car. He's agile. Like He's a spider monkey. Young, hot Michael. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, I don't know about Hawk, but. <laughs> and then she just. I mean, I don't know what I would do in that in that moment, but her I mean, hitting the gas. The window, so that again. Yeah, that's that's my first thing. I wouldn't have opened the window, but. Honest, <laughs> truly, honestly. Yeah, but Michael hops in the car and just drives away, and it's so fucking hilarious to me. The fact that he truly can drive. I mean, Loomis kind of like makes a joke about it later on, um, but it's very, very, very funny to me. Yeah, the way it just he just drives away. I also love how Dr. Loomis is completely over everything by the time we meet him. He is completely over Michael Myers. He's sick and tired of having to deal with him. Um, he refers to him as it. Uh, even Marianne at one point is like, "Is it? can we not refer to it as him? And Dr. Loomis is just like, no, bitch. This thing is crazy. He's evil. <laughs> he says they don't deserve pronouns. doesn't at all. It is a weird vessel of evil. And I just like that he's right. already on like level 10 with michael's bullshit he is tired of i him. would also be very tired of his bullshit if i had to stare at the same person for so many years yeah with him not talking not moving not doing anything like i would be not saying anything at all you know he killed yeah. his sister and then just decides to stare at a wall for 15 years i would also be like i would fully do be doing fucking crossword puzzles <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's just funny, and I do. I, I just love Donald Pleasance in this movie. Um, obviously, at this time, he was the selling point of this movie. Um, and I think he brings it to Dr. Loomis. I think he is fantastic in the role. I love that he was so dedicated to it, even up into his passing. Like, he, if they wanted him to come back and be Dr. Loomis, he was all about it. So I just love how dedicated he was to this franchise um, and to this character. I think he is so great in this movie. Um, and yeah, he's such a joy to watch. His scenes are always so funny and impactful. You know, he definitely brings like that, that acting, the acting chops to this movie for sure. He definitely elevates the movie beyond being, you know, a silly indie low budget slasher movie that it is, to be quite honest. He definitely elevates it. So his presence is definitely felt in this movie for sure. I love him so much. Yeah. He knew, he knew what he was Sorry, he knew what he was bringing to the table. Exactly. I mean, because I mean, look, watch anything with him, and then go watch a scene with Linda and Annie. Like the acting right. is just on different levels. The caliber is just you know he is working with some gold, and they're fucking they're doing their best. You know what I'm saying? So he definitely just right. adds like gravitas to this movie. That's just like really noticeable. I really enjoy him so much in this mm -hmm. movie. On top of that, Jamie Lee Curtis. So obviously we are then after this whole escaping the asylum nonsense that happens. Also, how did he escape? What the fuck happened? Obviously, we never get any indication there. Um, but I wonder really what happened. I wonder what went down inside of Smith's Grove. I want to know how he escaped. Right. There has to be. There would That would be a fun like novelization if somebody went back and like wrote a novel of him like killing people off inside the asylum 
and escaping. I think that'd be a fun little quick read. Somebody fanfic it. Somebody make that and send me the link. It can't be me because I'll turn it into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Watson Somebody else has to write it. Swinging between his legs. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know you'd been hiding that all these years, Michael. <laughs> if only I had known. Gluck, 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 gluck. <laughs> I, I've always wanted you to stab me. I just didn't know it was going to be with that big hog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. We can definitely make it work. Uh, but yes, yeah, speaking of acting, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, we're immediately, of course, introduced to her, um, looking iconic in her iconic little outfit, the sweater, the skirt, the leggings, or like the socks, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. The tights. Yeah, tights or something. But yeah, she's amazing. She's walking through this clearly um, very sunny, very green California <laughs> uh, The town. suburbs. Yeah, the suburbs of California. I love that everything is so green, and then all we get is just leaves constantly blowing around. Um, I love it. It brings me the vibes. It definitely gives me fall vibes, because leaves definitely do. It's just funny to see dead leaves all over the ground, and then all the trees still, you know, full of greenery. Right. All over this town. It's so funny to me. Uh, But yeah, she's iconic. You know, she is, her dad's a realtor, uh, so she's dropping off a key at the Myers house. She runs into her. Good old Tommy Doyle, who she will be babysitting later that night. They go up to the Myers house. She leaves the key after Tommy's like, oh, well, that's where the boogeyman lives. And we see here Michael's already in the house. You know, he escaped last night. He's already inside his house staring at Lori. He leaves the house and watches her walk down the street as she's, you know, singing her way to school. I love that shot. Again, a lot of great, simple shots in this movie. Um, definitely very focused on him being like a stalker, obviously. A lot of shots of him in the distance, a lot of him watching right. people, a lot of him breathing. Um, and they're really, really unsettling. Not, you know, or, uh, and this one is one of them. He's watching her walk. He's breathing heavily. Um, the shot over his shoulder. Yeah, over his shoulder. It's great. I love it. Simplistic in nature and um, great in delivery. I love it. From there, we see Dr. Loomis, of course, getting upset with Smith's Grove for Michael. Well, first off, being able to fucking drive. Uh, again, he's like, who the fuck gave him lessons <laughs> around this place? What the hell's happening? Um, again, I need backstory. I need to know what Michael was doing. I need to know what books they have in this library um, that just gave him the fucking knowledge to how to <laughs> how to drive the car and follow the rules of the road. I just need to know. That is so funny to me. Right. But I guess it just adds to his just- evil nature. Right. Well, and like like you said, the rules of the road. He's never like hauling ass anywhere. Like he's driving just as slow as he would be walking, which is so funny to me. Or like whenever he is sitting outside of um, the high school and he's just staring at Lori. Like he's parked on the parked on the right side of the road. Like it, <laughs> it's all very proper. Yeah. Which is, again, like the next scene, you know, the classroom scene. Again, iconic, like him, like you said, being on the right side of the road. <laughs> like his car is parked perfectly for a quick getaway. Like a six-year-old would be parked, like on, they would have hit the curb. They would have been like halfway, two wheels are on the fucking side of the road. Like he's part, he's driving like he has been driving for years. Yeah, it's. It's weird. I mean, it really doesn't make any sense, but I guess we can chalk it up to him being 
you know, an evil force of nature. And, you know, of course, an evil force of nature is going to be able to drive a vehicle, I guess. His evil ancestors are whispering the fucking directions to him, like yield for the children or something. (laughs) I wish we got a chase scene with the car. Ooh, that would have been pretty good, to be honest. That would have been great. Right. I love that. We only, of course, really get one uh, in this movie, but more chasings always in, you know, my slashers. I love them. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Halloween? The way he just, uh, or do you recall I it if you think, have? I don't think so. Okay, there's a chasing with a car in that one. I have to wait four movies for this to happen? <laughs> I mean, technically, you can skip three, really, if you're just trying to stick to the Michael Myers saga. Um, but yeah, the classroom scene again is very iconic, obviously. Like we've seen it replicated, you know, many times after this. Um, it's great. It's creepy, so creepy. Um, and it's phenomenal. Obviously, the classroom dialogue, you know, being surrounded by fate is very telling, especially because Lori is still dealing with this fucker 40 years later. So, you know, fortunately, fate grabbed you by the neck, Lori, and you haven't been able to live peacefully since. I'm so sorry, Queen. Um, team I Lori. also would be just as annoyed as Lori is. <laughs> um, so after we see that he's stalking Lori, what's even more creepy to me, I mean, it's creepy in general, but we also see that he's quite literally stalking Tommy Doyle also. He follows Tommy to school. He's following Tommy as he walks down the street. Of course, Tommy gets bullied by a couple of kids. Also, Tommy, uh, uh, it couldn't be me. The fact that he was willing to fucking carry that big-ass pumpkin <laughs> all the way home, I could never. I could never. Even as a kid, I wouldn't have the fucking energy to do that. I definitely tried many a time. <laughs> um, but, like, where... Why the fuck didn't... If Michael was going to kill children, <laughs> why didn't he kill the bullies? Yeah, he definitely... He could have slaughtered at least eight six-year-olds just then. <laughs> God, get rid of the bullies. Um, right. At least let him have a little bit of a good guy for us to be like, oh, Michael, before he fucking starts killing everybody. I mean, I think if he's killing kids in general. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, fair. I don't but. think I'd be like, you know, he's on our side. But um, you know who I feel bad for? Tell me, please. The guy in the truck that um, <laughs> that he randomly kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nobody ever finds him. Like, I mean, also, yeah. We see him. As far as we know, but he's like, never found. But also, it's not right, like his he's just, that far He's from not that far. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. He's literally like four feet away from his truck. And Dr. Loomis is like, look at this minuscule fucking tiny box of matches and not this giant body in the bushes. <laughs> also, why did he not call the police station in Haddonfield before he started his drive? Like, I know he was like, why oh. is there a phone booth in the middle of fucking nowhere? before cell phones i'm sure they were everywhere right how did the phone line just i don't know maybe i just don't understand by the time i was born you know we already had cell phones pretty much as a common a common thing you know uh by the time i was like eight years old everybody had a nokia so i don't know how it was in the before times before cell phones were a thing uh but i assume that there's just pay phones littered throughout the country just everywhere i bet every corner i mean i guess that makes sense yeah they were everywhere i bet you it just seems so weird to have one like on the edge of somebody's like corn farm. Yeah, in the middle of Illinois. What's yeah. going on in Illinois? So Chicago. Um, that's the only thing I know about <laughs> Illinois. It's Chicago. The bean. 
Yeah, the good old bean. Because right, 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 right. uh, this is giving me very... The Windy City. That's Chicago, right? That's Chicago, yeah. Okay, I mean, this, right. you know, because it's set piece with Loomis, you know, as he's pulled over at the side of the road, he sees the abandoned truck. Uh, like, this area, it, yeah, it definitely feels... I mean, it's just easy to relate everything back to where we grew up. Like, it looks like Texas almost. Um, yeah. Maybe even, yeah, maybe since they did shoot in California, it definitely looks like, you know, California kind of heading into Nevada. Um, definitely giving kind of like a a somber green desert vibe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is what Illinois is supposed to feel like, but. I've never been to Illinois. Um, I probably never will be. Don't you dare say go that. Go to We're Illinois. We're going to go to Chicago. We're going to go to Illinois? Yeah, okay. I'm sure, at least Chicago. I'm excited. But yeah, so randomly, uh, Loomis finds the truck. Obviously, this is the person that Michael stripped naked so he could walk around in a mechanic's outfit for the next 40 years. Also, it's iconic that, like, Michael stays the same size for 40 years. I mean, oh, I could never. <laughs> right. <laughs> 40 days and my pants size change. I mean, you know, steady diet of murdering teenagers and cracking dogs' necks will really keep you skinny. Oh, that poor puppy. Trigger warning. Makes yes, me so sad later. Dead animals. In this also, uh, whenever Michael is stalking the three girls on their way home, um... They literally they yell at him, speed kills, and he's driving so slow. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about, girl? Well, first and foremost, Annie is a bitch. She is so mean. She is such a nasty high school girl. And I'm just like, you are a very, very bad friend to Lori. Like, I don't think there's any instance in this movie where I feel like you are genuinely being a good friend to Lori. Um, even when okay. like they're like poking is... fun at each other, Annie's a dark-haired one. Oh, okay, okay. Also, hi to my Annie if you're listening. We're not talking <laughs> about you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's such a bad friend. Am I alone in this? I think she's such a bad friend. Honestly, all the girls are bad friends to Lori. Yeah, Linda's not a good friend either at all. But Annie's comments towards Lori just feel more pointed than Linda's. Yeah, comments. shady. She's a shady bitch mm-hmm. for sure. But also, so, like, they both leave her to go fuck. Right. And then one is an Annie. I don't remember which one's the babysitter. Um, Annie's the dark-haired one. Linda's the blonde. Okay. Um. So Annie leaves her with a different kid to babysit. Right. Unless you're paying me right. to watch this kid, too, you can suck my ass. But she manipulates Lori by telling the guy that she likes, that Lori likes him, and then uses that as leverage to get her to watch the kid later by, by saying, either you call him or I'll call him for you. But if I call him, you have to watch the kid. Again, she's just such an awful friend. Right. I'm just like, Annie, you are a nasty girl. <laughs> nasty girl. But also, I live for the sass. I think Nancy Kyes is so funny. Um her line delivery at some points is it, it, it leaves some, you know, some room to be desired, mm-hmm. but I think she's great. I think she's great in being the bitchy mean girl. She also kind of plays like a similar role as an assistant in the fog. Um, so she does a really good job at just kind of being like the sassy, quick comment, quick witted mean girl i guess um and has iconic lines again the hey jerk speed kills 
that I hate a guy with a fast car and or I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor. I mean, she's making me laugh left and right, you know, but an awful friend to Lori. Right. Very awful friend. Linda's also very funny how she says totally, you know, every other sentence. I'm like, girl, me saying girl, I guess, honestly. Girl, girl queen, girl. slay, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where Michael peeks out from behind that bush, that makes me laugh every single fucking time. He's just like, hey, and then he's magically gone. <laughs> oh my god no what really makes me laugh is when he is driving down the neighborhood and like when he drives past them and he like is leaning forward in that fucking right seat. not watching the road not watching the again road. his neck is aggressively staring at them like he is directly staring at them i'm just like that mask is hot you are breathing so heavy you are so tense right now like you are scary he is a scary Thing. I guess I, he's not even a human being. I don't know what he is, but he is so shape. hilarious, but also is very scary. Right. But yeah, just the way he's staring at them sends me to the moon every single time. Or when he's standing in the um, in the laundry, the laundry lines. Oh, yes. Yeah, also so scary. But yeah, the bush is like you said, is so funny. We need to go to California and take a picture at that bush sometime because um, she still stands. So that'd be great. I can't wait to touch Michael's bush. Ooh, ooh, I love that. <laughs> love that dream for you. I also love how Annie is fully a Karen in training, and she like marches towards that bush right away to go and yell at this guy. Honestly, it do take nerve, and she has the nerve. I kind of live for her like stomping towards the bush. Yeah. She's all, he wants to talk to you. He wants to take you on a date. It's like, you're such a bitch. And then she, like, makes another, like, snide comment right after that. Again, she is just such a bad friend to Lori. It's crazy. But, you know, high school, I guess. You know, you make do with what you got at that time. Especially in a small town in Illinois. Yeah. Also, at this point, if I was Lori, I don't, I mean, again, it's Halloween. You know, I guess there's the leeway of being, like, somebody's just trying to scare me. But this, at this point, I think is, like, what, like, third time that she's seen michael the shape following her around the town already so yeah like i would be on high alert i would be like i i gotta stay with you annie like i'm not gonna go home by myself like let's stay in a big group like i would not want to be by myself at any point yeah no instead she takes a giant fucking pumpkin to go watch tommy doyle <laughs> well she, she goes home again when he's like standing in her backyard she goes home by herself first to get ready for the night and again, he's standing in the backyard, staring at her, like you said, through the clotheslines, the fucking sheets floating in the wind. Um, it's terrifying. And he disappears like in an instant. She blinks and he's gone kind of thing. So at that point, I don't know if that's like an illusion for her at that point. She's seen him so much already. Um, but I'm pretty right. sure it's him. If not, I need a behind the scenes of him like dive rolling into that fucking bush. <laughs> again, as soon as I saw him standing in my backyard like that again, it'd be it'd be done girl like i would be like be, i'm leaving i'm on you know the next flight out of the city out of the town out oh of the my state. god i'm out of here because it's it's too much i know it's halloween and all that jazz but i'm not doing it i'm not why are all these pumpkins so aggressively big the aesthetics i'm all about it yeah they're fucking huge also can we talk about annie calling fucking Lori and then ignoring her 
and said that she had right. her mouth like full and she was chewing or something. It's like, then why fucking swallow before you call me? That's just, that's swallow. what it is, Annie. What are you doing? You're calling me with a mouthful of food for what reason? I'm so tired of Annie. I cannot stand her. <laughs> Sometimes you have to multitask, bitch. If you call me and you're eating, that's different. But like, bitch, be, make sure you can say hi. Say, hey, girl. Mm-hmm. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, at least make some sounds. But bitch, swallow. Swallow before you call me. Especially if I'm getting fucking harassed all day and stalked all day. Right. If I tell you that I'm being stalked and then you just call me and say nothing. Yeah, I'm definitely going to panic. So I need you to get it together, girl. Get it together. Um, but anyways, at this point, Annie's like, girl, I got my mom's car. I'm picking you up. I got weed. I mean, she doesn't tell her that, but she does have weed. And she's like, yeah, let's go. Let's hit the road. Lori, I mean, again, they kind of paint her as a goody goody, but I myself wouldn't fucking smoke weed inside a parent's vehicle. Right. I would not do that. So Lori is cooler than I am, I guess. I also wouldn't smoke weed if I was about to go babysit somebody else's child. <laughs> also, that I would feel a little uncomfortable. There's uh, points throughout the night where she like giggles randomly, and I just feel like she has to still be high, right? You would assume, right? 70s weed probably isn't as potent as. <laughs> oh, I bet it hit. I feel, I feel like it had to hit really, really well. 70s weed? I mean, I feel I like. I don't it know. We've learned how to like crossbreed shit and. Like, just like with anything, you know, if it's being like mass produced on a bigger scale, there's probably going to be less quality to it. I don't know. My dad said that the shit that he used to smoke was nothing compared to today's weed. So who knows? Interesting. I still stand by the aspect of, you know, more probably means less in terms of quality. But I guess it also depends on who you buy from, you know? I mean, hey, who's growing the weed, really? Who's, where's it coming from? So I guess that it always varies. But yeah, again, I would not be smoking weed inside this car, though. Like, no, ma'am. No, thank you. Especially knowing her dad is a cop. Is a sheriff, <laughs> no less. Hell no, right. Annie fucking bracket, bitch. You are bad news bears. Uh, But yeah, anyways, we then see Dr. Loomis, of course, at the graveyard. And it has been, what's the proper term for this? Is there a term for people that do this kind of thing? Or like still a grave. I feel like there's a term for grave rob. Oh, grave robbing. <laughs> That's what I was like. Uh, <laughs> the term is grave. Grave robbing. robber. <laughs> yes. Um, Michael is busy, girl. He is breaking into stores, killing people, stealing graves. Um, he's crazy. And how is he paying for gas? Right. Or is he just stealing gas? How much does this tank have? Maybe the tank was full. Well, I mean, it's 115 miles or something like that, right? From Smith's Grove to Haddonfield. So he has to put gas at some point. He probably murdered somebody along the way. I'm sure. Siphoned gas. I can see him sucking through the mask. Imagine in the... (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, if he can suck... If he can siphon gas, he can siphon my ass. Oh, my God. I mean, it worked. (laughs) Uh, we do get a classic oh don't get a God. moment right after this while they're in the car smoking weed. Um, and Michael is literally fucking trailing behind them. He is like fucking riding their ass. I'm like, I pay attention to every vehicle that pulls up behind me. And I will watch right. that vehicle to make sure they're not following me. So I don't I'm know how they don't know this. I'm going to take six turns to make sure that you're 
not just randomly following me. Yeah, how do they not see this car literally on their ass? It's crazy to me. They're too busy talking about trivial shit. About who's going to prom, prom or whatever the fuck stuff. it is. The dance. Yeah, you know, high school stuff. But mm-hmm. if I'm fucking weed in a car that has no tinted windows, I would at least be looking around at my surroundings. Which right. would include, you know, seeing the fucking mental asylum car that's fucking zooming behind me at all hours. Also, it's a state vehicle. Like, you don't think it's fucking weird that a state vehicle is following you? Yeah. I would automatically assume that I'm about to get busted for weed. Right. Exactly. Also, do the police not pay attention to a state vehicle running around? Because it's such a small town that if any type of figure from the state was coming, wouldn't you be aware of it? So wouldn't you want to be like, who is this suspicious person? You know, as a cop, as an investigator, I feel like you'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's a small enough town. We should know who's coming from the state today. So let me fucking see who it is, where you're coming from. What is your business here? Like, nobody pays attention to this vehicle driving around town all day. That's probably the Mm -hmm. funniest part about this movie is he is, again, driving around in the actual mental asylum. Hiding in play sight. Yeah, it's so crazy to me. I guess that's what makes it, you know, scary. That's what makes it horrible. Scary. <laughs> That's what makes Michael so spooky. Stop. Stop. Such a good song and great use. Anyway, so we finally get to the whole babysitting gig, right? So they roll up to the neighborhood. Again, Michael is right behind them. Like, again, not even a car's length away. He is... No, fully, like, pulling up to the stop sign behind them. He might as well be in the back seat of the fucking car. <laughs> yeah. He is so close to them. And they just don't pay mind to him at all. They park their cars... They go to their houses, and the car that's been following them just parks also right in front of the houses, pretty much. <laughs> and he just gets out of his vehicle. And I'm like, this is crazy to me. Yeah. But this neighborhood is very on um, you know high alert. These people, as we see later when Lori's looking for help, they have no interest to look out for one another. Whatever happens outside the fucking house, you know, walls tonight is the purge. We have no part in it. They just, <laughs> this neighborhood is not It is the purge, for real. Because she's banging on the door. She's, help me, help, please, please, screaming, banging on the doors. And they turn on the light and then just turn it right back off. They don't care. Uh-huh. It's probably somebody who hates the Strodes, I bet. Like, uh, it's the Strode oh girl. God. Let that bitch die. And they just fucking oh <laughs> turn off the lights and fucking close the blinds. That's why I need a peephole so I can decide who I want to save or not. Oh, I mean, truly and honestly. Also, that's how people lure you out of your house. Also, yes. It's very much a way to get tricked. You're like, oh, a woman needs help. And then you get fucking, you go to open the door and then people shove their way into your home. If, if it was Halloween night and somebody came to my door and started banging, like, help me, help me. I would also probably be like, what do I do? I... You know, unless it was like you, unless I can see Michael Myers walking behind you, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm opening my door. If I can you. see him behind you, I'm not opening the door. Right, exactly. But even then, you know, maybe that would be the only way I would maybe try to let you come in and be safe. Um, but even then, it could probably be a trick. Are we bad? Will we let Lori also just perish out in these streets? <laughs> Honestly, probably. I listen to too much true crime. We should be afraid, really, truly, honestly. We're selfish. (laughs) (laughs) You know, being a human is really hard stuff. 
Uh, but yeah, so they get to the house. They go to the respective, you know, babysitting gigs. Uh, meanwhile, Loomis and the sheriff, of course, are patrolling around. Um, they decide to go to the Myers house because, you know, like, hell, maybe he's here. When they get there, they see that there's a dead dog. Um, Loomis says the line that, you know, he got hungry. So in my brain, I'm like, did he eat this dog? Or is he just talking about, like, he got hungry to kill something? Right. But he also killed the man earlier already. So I don't know, but I also don't want to know. You know, I just feel like he ate this dog. Uh, I hope not. That makes my stomach hurt. I mean, Michael's, you know, an evil force of nature. So this is, of course, also where Loomis has like the very iconic moment where he's discussing, you know, the darkness in Michael's eyes and so on and so forth. Again, you know, Donald Pleasance is amazing in this movie. Uh, but he says, you know, hey, I'm going to stick around here. I'm going to monitor the house just in case Michael comes back. Um, you know, and as we see in Halloween Kills later on in, you know, in one of the timelines, he does like to come back to the house. But Loomis decides to wait. And the sheriff is like, okay, so should I alert the news? Should we alert the media so people are, like, aware? And, you know, Loomis says, you know, no, because he doesn't want people, you know, marching from house to house searching for him. So... Um, kind of alluding, you know, to kind of the mess that we do see in Halloween Kills later on, you know, where the town becomes involved. Loomis, at this point right. in the original, is directly trying to avoid that type of mass hysteria um, and tells the sheriff, just like, you coppers need to fucking get your shit together and find him, pretty much. Don't tell the people you do your job. And he leaves it at that. Which I don't know. I don't know which I would like more. I don't know which I would prefer as, like, a person of the community. I can understand why police don't release some stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, mass, mass hysteria and like all that stuff. But like at the same time, like ignorance is bliss, baby. I have anxiety. If you tell me there's <laughs> for sure confirmed a whole ass murderer, my brain tells me there's a murderer in my house every night. Right, exactly. So if you tell me there's for sure one in my neighborhood, it's game over for me. My anxiety will off me before anybody else does. Yeah, truly. I mean, I guess you're right. Like, I probably, I mean, deep down, I don't want to know. Um, but I would probably at least like to be alerted. Um, but, I mean, obviously here, Loomis is trying to, you know, solve the situation before it becomes increasingly worse. And, you know, there hasn't yeah. been any confirmed deaths at this point either, I suppose. So they don't really know. The sheriff also doesn't want to make a ruckus, maybe, because, I mean, they haven't seen anything yet. Right. Um, so we do come back to Lori, of course, babysitting. Um, she's such a great babysitter. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I think she's such a great Lori Strode. Um, I think she was originally uh, slated to play Annie, I think is who she was originally going to be. Um, before pretty much the switcheroo happened and she became Lori. And I think she's fantastic as Lori Strode. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that switch. <laughs> she's iconic. Yes. Also, obviously, at this point, too, they're babysitting and whatever. And Annie, of course, calls Lori. And they're kind of talking about, you know, school, the dance. Lori kind of thinking Ben Tramer's cute. Uh, Lester, who is the dog of the Wallaces, Lindsay's dog, comes into the kitchen and is, you know, staring at the backyard and barking aggressively. And Annie's just like, this dog is so annoying. He hates me. I'm like, no, girl. Like, can you not see where he's looking at when he's barking? Right. He's not barking at you. Right. He's beside you, like, protecting you almost in a way. Right. I'm like, come on, girl. Annie, get it together. She's not. 
She's not an animal person. She doesn't understand. She's crazed. And then so she lets the dog outside. And of course he goes in, up to Michael and starts barking at him. And Michael bear hugs this poor dog to death. Just squeezes him till he pops. Oh, poor boy. Just a little. I also love, again, I love the like the shots that we give of Michael in this movie. Because while Lori's, of course, on the phone with Annie, Tommy does go to the window and look across the street. And, you know, just the silhouette of Michael walking around in the distance at that house. Um, it's always so cool looking. I don't know. I think it's just always so cool. Um, so Tommy, of course, freaks out about the boogeyman being outside. And Lori's like, take a fucking chill pill, kid. Um, and yeah, it's just great. I love the shots. Girl, the way that Annie gets butt-ass naked in the middle of this fucking kitchen. Yeah, so she spills butter on herself, obviously, and hangs up on Lori. And yeah, she just strips down to her underwear. Like, just wear the buttery clothes, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> or, like, find a change of clothes and, like, I don't, I don't know, go to the bathroom. Or I would be so weirded out if I found out that my babysitter just, like, got naked in my house. Yeah, like, why are you not wearing your own clothes? Why are you using my laundry? But she did spill butter on herself. If you spilled butter on yourself, what would you do? If I was at somebody's house? Yeah. I would sit there with butter on myself at somebody else's house till I got home. Uh, what if it's hot butter? I mean, it'll cool down. What if it's it's not going to stay skin? hot. I'm trying to get you to take your clothes off. all you had to do is ask i'm just kidding um i would probably take my clothes off and like maybe go find a towel i would just and probably yeah maybe it's the fat maybe it's like the the scared fat kid in me but i'm not taking off my clothes at somebody else's house yeah and i would also feel uncomfortable with like using their washing machine and stuff right that's weird maybe i was just brought up you know maybe we're brought up like that because i also yeah wouldn't do that but annie's very privileged the sheriff's daughter. She thinks she can do whatever, you know? Oh, my God. I would literally just grab some towels. Yeah, just clean it up. Yeah, you're right. That's probably what I would do, too. The fact that she gets naked so fast. And, like, there's no way that you spilled that much butter that you have to get all the way naked. <laughs> and she goes and she, again, she goes outside to do laundry to wash her, her clothes. I'm like, I... You're crazy, Annie. You're a crazy girl. I mean, again, I mean, I get it, I suppose. But again, uh, you're right. If I was in somebody else's house, I wouldn't be doing that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm paid to be there. I wouldn't want to, like, overstep my bounds. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, of course, you know, the babysitting gets going on. Annie eventually, again, learns that Paul, because initially he was, like, grounded or something, who's her boyfriend, Annie's boyfriend. So he calls her, and he's like, hey, bitch, I can fuck now hey bitch she's like down so she's like okay well let me get rid of the kid and let me go and drop this kid off at Lori's house let me you know manipulate her into watching this kid by telling the guy that she likes that she likes him and i was like annie you're crazy um well also while michael's stalking her around the house great shots again while he's looking at her from the window uh when he's like standing at the back door when he's staring at her in the laundry room uh Great shots. Again, they make uh, Michael look really, really creepy in this movie. And every single time, mm-hmm. he freaks me out. Because he's like, he doesn't even have to do anything. He's just existing, and he's terrifying. And, of course, his actions you know, speak louder than the words he does not speak. So he's very scary. Also, oh my God, yes. The fact that Annie gets stuck in the window, also, she really is 
just made to be slaughtered in a horror movie. She is just so insufferable as a character that she just she has to bite the bullet, you know? Yeah, she should have died sooner. She really should have died real, real, real soon. Real soon. As soon as she was walking out of the school doors, they should have just had Michael run up and stab her and then just oh my run God. off the screen. And she just falls <laughs> to the ground. No, but then we would have missed out on iconic lines such as speed kills and I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor. He could have killed her at the bush. Oh my god. Imagine her getting yanked. Yeah, and just like slaughtered and then thrown to the sidewalk. She's like pretending, like making fun of like, oh, he he's here to see you. And then just sliced and diced. Yeah, honestly, we would have gotten her iconic lines and then... Yeah. And then, yeah, we could have moved right and on. And he just throws her into the road and somebody runs her over <laughs> on accident. Yeah. Have you seen that clip of Taylor Swift on Twitter? I don't think so. She's like in a random movie, I guess. And her character, her character gets like pushed into the road and a car runs her over. Oh, my God. It's giving that energy for sure. Yeah, but Annie could have been axed a lot sooner. But you know what? Again, I do love the moment of her getting stalked. Um, it's great. She then, again, drops off Lindsay Wallace over at um, the Doyle's house with Lori and walks back, you know, to get her car. She sees that the door is locked to her vehicle, so she has to walk back inside. Also, she is not locking this front door to this house at all. You do not live here, Annie. Who do you think you are just leaving somebody else's front door unlocked? At all times. You're crazy. Yeah. I lock my door the instant that I get inside the house. Or like whenever I take Peter for a walk, door's locked. Like, I do, the, uh, and like different time periods for sure. Yeah. Like I know they always tell like the stories like, oh, I remember when you could stay at home and leave the doors. Well, you could sleep with the windows open and the doors unlocked and this, this and this. And like, so I get it, but also. It's not your no. house. So. Right. I mean, even when I'm in the middle of nowhere, I would never leave my door unlocked. So scary. So again, Annie. Square up. We're about the box. You're a crazy girl. Uh, anyway, so yeah, she, she goes back inside. She gets the key. She's singing like a little made-up love song about Paul. She walks back to the garage, doesn't even notice that the door's now unlocked to the car. She gets into the car. She sees, you know, steam all over the windows. And Michael pops up from the back seat and starts choking this girl out. Um, she right. is serving. Hot. So hot. Oh, well, quite literally The way he's hot. choking her? Um, and her faces are serving for me. Her eyes are like, you know, they're going to the middle up down left right it's crazy he pulls out a knife and then slashes at her throat uh her final gagging and dying face is again so crazy um and it's hilarious i love it a good throat slash like up until the point where he slashes her throat like it literally could have just been like a sex scene oh my god there's a porno for that Right. <laughs> I'm about to go watch it when we hang up. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. Also, I love that throughout this movie, the kids are watching The Thing from Outer Space. And, you know, John right. Carpenter goes on to remake The Thing later. So I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, now, of course, Lindsay Wallace is with Tommy Doyle. 
Um, Tommy, of course, in trying to like prank Lindsay and like try to scare her from behind the curtain, sees fucking Michael carrying Annie's dead body back inside the house. And I think it's just such a funny shot. Yeah, it really is. Like Haddonfield just minds its own fucking business because I know at least two people saw that. Until, you know, 40 years later, then they're fucking ready to ride or die. They're ready <laughs> they to take out evil. 40 years is long enough. We all stood around and left our doors locked when Lori needed our help then. We're going to help her now. Evil dies tonight. So, yeah, they had 40 years to really just sit on their mistakes. <laughs> you know? They felt bad, so now they have to show out. They did. The sheriff reminds them every year on Annie's birthday, y'all let my daughter die. (laughs) (laughs) So they were just like, you know, we got to make up for this old man and let's, you know, murder Michael Myers. Um, We come back to, you know, the Myers house. Loomis is, of course, um, being so funny and scaring the kids away from the door, um, telling little Lonnie to get his ass out of here. He's so funny to me. And he looks so happy after he scares the kids off. Um, it's alarming, but also very funny. Um, so yes, Annie is now dead, of course. So Linda shows up <laughs> with her boyfriend Bob. They get to, of course, the Wallace's house. Um, because they're ready to go inside. They've been drinking their beers. They're ready to have sex. Bob makes a very um disgusting comment. Is probably the best way I can put it, where he jokingly mm-hmm. talks about taking off the child's clothes. Um, right. Sounds like Bob, you need um, you know some serious therapy and to stay away from children. Right. Uh, But yeah, they go inside, they start fucking, well, they don't fuck on the couch, but they start making out on the couch right away. Um, Well, first she does. At somebody else's house. (laughs) Yes. It's crazy to me. I mean, you know, if I was like 17, 18 and just like feeling frisky, I can see myself probably being this disrespectful, probably, especially if it's some rich person's house, whatever, who gives a fuck? I'm fucking everywhere. I don't give a fuck True. about your house. Um, but they called Lori first off, and Lori's like, well, you know, the, the kid's here, Annie's gone, so she should come back soon, whatever. So that's when they start to just make out hardcore on this couch. While Michael's casually, I don't know, what, four feet away, just watching them make out on the couch, <laughs> Yeah. Breathing heavy as fuck the entire time. Like, this man is not catching a break in this mask. I'm like, you, yeah, you're obviously not human, because you, I, I would have been suffocated already inside that mask. Yes. Oh my god. I know it's steamy in there. I know like ugh. You know the feeling of wearing a mask for too long. Yeah. It's just the air is ugh. circulating so bad that it's probably created some type of weird new chemical and he's just breathing in his oh own type god. of fucking oxygen. That's what makes know. him live as long as he does, is his carbon monoxide. <laughs> yeah. He's an X Man. I bet he has fucking powers in that fucking hot ass breath. He only has it if he keeps the mask on. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the trick. Maybe he, maybe it's the mask that has the power. Oh my god, if Halloween I mean, ends, has that mask start to like glow <laughs> or something? I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna be glow in the dark. I'm gonna be so heated. If they set it on fire and then it just like fucking the flames die off and it just looks exactly <laughs> the same, I'm gonna be pissed. It's brand new. <laughs> oh so god. it starts it's right back at the very beginning. Yeah, it's the William Shatner mask. Bitch, if they light him on fire and then the fire dissipates and he's then, of course, literally transported back into He's brand new. He's a (laughs) phoenix (laughs) rising from the ashes. (laughs) Girl, if they Jason X him and just turn him into like a robotic version of himself, I'm done. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I can't wait to see how it ends. Michael in Manhattan. <laughs> I would live, to be honest. Take that man out of the fucking Haddonfield. Take him out of those small ass towns. Put him to space, <laughs> goddammit. But he deserves Mercury. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, Linda and Bob are fucking at the house. They look like Sims woohooing in this bed. They are just moving the they're just <laughs> woohooing. Their arms and legs are just sticking out and they're just shaking back and forth to make the sheets look like they're moving. It's ridiculous. They're fully woohooing. It's just as PG as sex can get, truly. Except for the sounds. Except for the sounds, yeah. I felt so weird watching this at work. All I heard was, oh, oh my God. And I'm like, at work, like, please don't disconnect. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, whoa. Same. I mean, my guess. I'm like, please, AirPods, don't disconnect. Please don't disconnect. <laughs> Imagine. I fucking cannot do also, it's so funny when, like, they get a phone call in the middle of their sex, um, you know, moment, and Bob is, like, so annoyed by it, and he's like, let's just take it off the hook so we can keep going, and then he finishes, and what, five seconds after that? I'm like, you might as well just have left yeah. it on the hook, my guy. Why is he so bothered by the phone ringing? Like, why does that throw him off his sex game so bad? Yeah, it's telling me that this dick is flaccid. I've never smoked a cigarette after fucking, but like the idea that like that's a thing is so funny to me. Like even just as seventeen year old kids, we all get me a cig. <laughs> Literally, um, so fucking funny. I could see having a beer after sex, but like a cigarette, maybe not. A blunt, sure. <laughs> we all have our vices, I guess. Uh, so she sends him downstairs to go get alcohol. The fact that he puts on all his clothes to go grab some beers, I'm like, the time of modesty is over. You are fucking in somebody else's house. You might as well just run down there naked. Why put on your clothes? Right. What's the point at this point, you know? He tells her not to get dressed to eat there. And he goes down and has a very impractical, but yet, I, you know, iconic death because Michael erupts from a closet. I mean, I, there has to be a coming out of the closet joke there somewhere. Michael erupts from a closet, chokes out Bob, picks him up, and then stabs him and is able to, with the power of this butcher knife, plant him to the wall, at least, yeah. a foot off the ground, and he just He's hangs there. pinned to the wall. <laughs> Again, it's very impractical, but very iconic. We get the you know memorable moment of Michael you know, cocking his head left and right, looking at his art. Um, again, he's a very silly boy in this movie. Imagine he pulled the knife out and like repositioned him and put him back up. Like, no, not there. Let's put him here. Ooh, yeah. I would live for him doing more. I mean, we see him also set up, you know, Annie's dead body. Well, all the dead bodies later. So he's clearly, yeah. you know, very playful in his actions in this An movie. An artiste. An artiste. Yes. I quite enjoy it. It makes him even more unsettling for sure. Yeah, but he kills Bob, thank God. And he, again, in being a, a little joker, a little jokey, joke, joker, jokey, joke, joke, joker, he puts on a bed sheet. Such a silly boy. Such a silly, willy, little, goosey, pussy, wussy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lizzo, is that you? <laughs> it sounds like fucking Mickey in the song screen, up. too, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ew. That. that was very creepy, right? It's always been really hard to hear at home, but to hear that in the theater, it was, like, alarming to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, this is creepy. Um, yeah, but anyways, Michael, I also, I don't know how he sees in these glasses, but he puts the glasses over his little uh, eye holes in this sheet. Girl, 
The fact that he's wearing three layers of something. He's wearing a mask under a sheet, under some glasses. <laughs> like he's <laughs> Well, also wearing a full head, no, ankle to fucking wrist mechanics suit. He's crazy. Right. It's hot. I mean, maybe Illinois it's cold, but like he's putting in work. Also, again, he's probably not human, you know? Maybe something's going on True. under there. You know, maybe he's a reptile or something. Who knows? Um, what does the duck look like? That's <laughs> oh all I care about. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, we get a little blast from, you know, Linda. She's creeped out and annoyed because, you know, she thinks it's Bob and he's not answering her. It is very scary. Not going to lie. Him just standing at the door like that, breathing heavily, of course, <laughs> while he's just staring oh, yeah. at her. I would be like... Um, I've been jumping out this window. This is where my kink mask would kill me. Which I'd be like, oh yeah. I said this is where my uh, mask kink. I said kink ma- mask kink would kill me. Hmm. But it's not really a mask. I just like dressing up or anything. I'd be like, oh, bring it on over, daddy. <laughs> just start stabbing you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. So of course Linda goes to try to call Lori, and as she's calling her, Michael sneaks up behind her. And starts choking her out with the phone, uh, with the phone cable, and she's moaning into the phone as Lori answers it. And I'm like, if I'm dying, if I don't sound like that, please just I don't know, hit reset because I want to be able to die and moan like that at the exact same time. If you call me, like, say this happens, okay, you call me like that. She, Lori listens for so long. She does. Like, if you called me like that, I would be like, oh, oh, and then I'd hang up. Like two seconds. Oh, if you hear me moaning. Like a moan and a half. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would hang up. Yeah, Lori's like, stop it. You stop it right now. You be right. crazy. How many times have they called her while they're fucking? Yeah, is this a common For her to like have this reaction. These are awful friends. Poor Lori. Right. Where she has to just be like, you guys, not again. But yes, yeah, a very iconic death scene. It's a very hilarious. Um, and then Michael picks up the phone and puts it to his ear. And yeah. <laughs> has given us an iconic meme in the horror fandom. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much, John Carpenter, for that specific still in this movie. It's very hilarious. She's giving Cam. Because he can't hear through that mask. <laughs> Those ears don't work. <laughs> Those ears don't work. Um... So after Linda dies, we pretty much go into, of course, Lori's final girl circuit, if you will. Um, her 20-minute saga of being chased and running around and fighting off the big scary killer. You know, really solidifying the final girl trope that we have now come to love. Um, again, necessarily wasn't maybe the first. Um, but definitely, again, embodies what we have come to know as being a final girl. So again, Linda is now dead. Lori is now in her iconic outfit that we will see Jamie Lee Curtis rock again in Halloween ends because the references won't stop, baby. Um, and anyway, so she's walking outside, you know, Loomis. I guess it's kind of close by Michael's house because he's at the Myers house and then he like looks down the street a ways and then sees the mental hospital car. And he's like, oh, shit, he's in the area. So he starts like running around the neighborhood. So I guess Myers is. Or I guess this is all pretty much like on the same street, right? 43 Lampkin Lane. Right. Mm-hmm. Work. I never knew. I don't know why I never connected that for some random reason in my head until this watch through. But there it is, you know. I've done so many chases down this fucking street in DBD. Iconic. 
Um, but yeah, so Loomis is now running around. Lori, of course, walks over to the Wallace's house to try to find you know her friends. Nobody's answering her. The house is completely dark. She goes upstairs, and yeah, we see Michael's artwork. We see Annie sprawled out on a bed. The Judith Myers headstone right behind her. Lori screams. Um, great screaming by Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way. Very iconic, I would say. Um, she then, of course, backs up. She sees Bob's body dangle from the closet. Linda's body's then, you know, propped inside of a closet, giving, again, the most silly little face that she could have possibly given. Her eyes are cross-eyed, and she just looks very silly. I, where did Michael keep this headstone this whole time? In probably in the, in the back of, of the his car? car. Yeah, I would assume. Again, because we see him go back out to the car. Uh, <laughs> at one point, he's like, he said, "I gotta set this. I got to set the scene." <laughs> he's, you know, a kid in a also, candy store. J- Lori leaves these children alone. Yeah. I'm paying you to watch my children. I mean, she's concerned about her friends. What the fuck you know? are you do- I don't give a fuck about your friends. I didn't pay you to give a fuck about your friends. I paid you to watch my kid. I mean, but you put yourself in Lori's position. And I was supposed to be across I... the street and not answering you. Wouldn't leave my kid. I probably wouldn't leave the kids either, to be honest. I couldn't see myself doing that. I would feel bad. If the kids die, I would feel bad. Right. Right. The rest <laughs> of my life. Like, hello, I would feel I so mean, bad. I would also feel bad that my friend died. But, like, also, I'm going to protect a child before I protect a full-fledged adult. Yeah, Lori, maybe not the best babysitting instincts, you know, but she has the final girl instinct. And so she's cowering by a door after she sees all these dead bodies. Um, it is such a great shot. The way Michael slowly emerges from, like, the darkness and then slashes at her shoulder so scary so well Hmm. done i love it so much i love this outfit Lori's. so simple but like the bell bottoms so good so she falls over the railing and falls down the stairs i'm like you have to be concussed you there has to be you know something's going on here you're not going to fall over the the railings and be okay you know what i'm saying she has a little right that's a a long way to fall but no ma'am no ma'am i feel like i would be dead yeah, I feel like I would have broken my neck. Michael's scary in this moment also. The way he's like moving around the upstairs and then walking down the stairs. So scary to me. Yeah. So fast. The way th- <laughs> the way he punches a hole through the door in the kitchen. Right. He's crazy. And he's scary. He's so scary in this movie. Like, no joke. He moves so fast. I mean, we've kind of come to see him kind of be, you know, more slow, I guess, in later movies. But in this one, he's... I mean, slow, of course, but like he's moving he's young. fast. <laughs> in this, like, he's a young, spry Michael now. Yeah, truly. This is his, you know, his prime, pretty much. Which, again, is scary to think about. He's moving so fast, especially when he's on the hunt here, pretty much like chasing her, quite literally. It's terrifying. Also, I don't understand how she entered the house through the back door in the kitchen and it was like open. And then she comes back downstairs and that's blocked and there's like a rake. Or something that's like blocking the door. Did Michael do that? Right. While she was like looking around the house. When did he have time? I like it makes no sense to me. But she breaks the glass at the very last minute, pushes the rake out of the way, and runs outside. This is when she runs through the neighborhood and yells for help, and nobody helps her. Um, so she runs back to the Doyle's house. She's lost the keys. She has to throw a pot up to the fucking. Tommy's room to get him to wake up so he can come and lock the door. 
And then she gets inside the house. She locks the door behind her. She says, Tommy, go upstairs and hide with Lindsay. And she turns and notices that one of the windows downstairs is open. I'm like, damn, Michael is moving so fast. When did he have the chance right. to sneak in through that window real fast and cut the phone wire? <laughs> like, what the right. hell is going on? The anxiety of, like, waiting on a child to come unlock the door while there is a killer behind me. Right. And he's moving quick. He's moving fast. Yeah. Like, he's not messing he's around. He's booking it. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. Like, the in, like you said, like, just having to wait on the kid who's walking slow, slow to the door while I'm banging oh on God. the door. I'm like, there's urgency in my voice. Imagine. Please hurry. Imagine trying to wake my child up like this. Oh, yeah. It'd be, Alita be can sleep. Yeah, because Alita sleeps through everything. Michael would be behind you carving your head out like a pumpkin. In, in and moment. she'd be peacefully sleeping still. Yeah. Because you can say her name a million times and she just lays there. Right. So he must be like a very light sleeper. Yeah, because he, I mean, <laughs> the plant hitting the window, I guess, helped. Maybe. I really don't think that would even. That would wake up Alita at all. Probably not. Because she didn't really even hit the window. She kind of hit like the side of it a little bit. Right. I feel like from the inside, that would just sound like a thump. Yeah. Mm. Well, she gets inside the house. Again, she's freaking out because Michael's in the house somewhere, she assumes. And so she like sits and grabs a knitting needle, of course. And Michael pops out from behind the couch. He tries to stab at her and misses and hits the couch. She stabs him in the neck with the knitting needle. And he dramatically takes a death drop to the floor. I'm like... He is acting the house down boots. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, God. He said, I'm going to fall to the ground and pretend this little kneading needle has murdered me. And Lori, like, takes a chill pill. She chills back. And she's like, oh. The knife is so big. So she still big. Iconic, though, when she looks over the couch like that, of course, with that big-ass knife. Mm-hmm. So cool. And, yeah, then she's like, yeah, I killed him. I, you know, stabbed him with a thin little kneading needle. He's dead. So she goes upstairs and she tries to tell the kids that everything's safe, that they're going to be okay. Um, she tells them to run down to the McKinsey's, of course. But as she's doing all this, Michael is now back up the stairs, standing right behind them. Um, again, he is so fucking scary in this movie. Again, it's young Michael. So just seeing him move so fast throughout this house and everything is just like, bitch, I want to box. Like, boom, boom, boom. he scares me so much that I just want to fight him. Yeah. The way the fact that she's able to get these kids to safety in the time that she does right, with Michael moving so fast is impressive. Yeah, great babysitter, right? She has her I mean, other downs, than right? leaving them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has great her moments. the rest of the night, to be honest. She's doing great, I feel like. But of course, as she gets the kids away, she, again, another very iconic moment hides inside of a closet. Michael, of course, quickly finds her <laughs> inside this closet. Oh, yeah. Is banging on the very cheap door. Uh, breaks through it. You know, he's hitting the light switch on and off. Um, it's very intense, very scary. Again, you know, our final girl, she gets a wire hanger, disassembles it, and pokes him in the eye with it. I mean, iconic moment, truly. I mean, that's stuff of nightmares. I mean, like, being in a closet and having a psychopath trying to get into me or get inside the closet and murder me. I mean, so scary. Nightmare fuel, really. The scene used to, again, literally give me nightmares as a kid. No joke. I've had plenty of nightmares of me being in her exact spot. So, 
Speaking of being in the closet, happy National Coming Out Day. Oh my God, yes, we're recording this on National Coming Out Day. Uh, yeah. I love it. I'm Pam. Nice to meet you. Hi. I love that. <laughs> Michael came out of the closet earlier, remember? Oh my God. He comes in and out of the closet a lot, <laughs> if we're being honest. Which, you know, good for him. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he gets stabbed in the eye with a wire hanger, so he drops his knife. Lori takes that chance to stab him with a knife, kind of in his throat area, it looks like. She gets out of the closet, and he's, of course, just laying down. He looks dead. So she goes back to the kids again. This is when she tells them to run down to the Mackenzies. And as she's sitting there crying by herself, the kids running through the streets, screaming for help, alerting Loomis to, you know, Michael's location. Michael fucking literally sits up like the Undertaker right behind her. Uh, gets up very slowly, walks behind her, starts choking her ass out at the top of these stairs. He's crazy, girl. Yeah, he's scary. He's so scary. I know I talked about him being like campy earlier, but like the more that we actually talk about it and I sit with it, he is very scary in in these moments. Yeah, he's very scary. Especially, again, I think in this first movie, he's probably his most terrifying there's less depth to him again, so he's more of a blank canvas, which I think is kind of what they were intending with him, pretty much as like being, you know, the shape. Uh, so it's just very scary because it feels like he could be anybody. Anybody could just randomly be this merciless killing machine um, with no remorse for anything or anybody. Um, stalking, you know, right. teenage girls and children. And he's creepy. He's so scary in this first movie. Anyways, he's yep. choking her out. Um, she is able to take the mask off for a split second. So we do see Michael's face. We got a face reveal. Oh, my God. Yes, the gag. Yes, the face reveal. It's giving, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm living for the face, if we're being honest. Um, it is a little weird to me that he has like. Um, like a chiseled jaw. A chiseled jaw. And then he has like the little bit of like deformity around his eye. And, like, I'm just confused as to, like, how this little blonde kid who had no trauma to his face. Oh, yeah. He looks nothing like a kid. I don't know why they didn't get somebody who was, like, maybe, like, blonde or something, you know? Well, then, do we ever find out, like, why he has the trauma to his I don't think there's anything wrong with his face. I think that's just how the man looks. I swear to God. I'm going back and pausing. One second. Let me pull Me, too. Hold on. I swear to God, there was something wrong with his eye. Maybe I think we're it's just have to his edit eyes. This out. <laughs> Let me look. Please, please tell me I'm not that fucking awful. Hold on. Oh, I mean, I guess kind of with the quick shot that we get, it looks like he kind of has like a black eye or something. I could Hold definitely. On. I think it's just Let the shadows. See. It makes his. It makes one of the eyes okay. look again like it's like a black eye or something. I think it's just okay. the lighting and shadows. Me. Oh, I can. Yeah, oh. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think it just looks like he has no eyeball. Yeah, it looks like there's something wrong. There's a little bit of trauma to his. I think that's his left eye. I mean, if you pull up the actor, um, his eyes are fine. But I think it's just I like don't know. something. Maybe it's lighting, just maybe? or it's makeup. Who knows? Yeah, this is him. Okay. I don't know if it was on purpose or if it's a lighting trick, but. Ignore me. But we're saying the eye he is looks looking nothing like fucked. the chat. <laughs> the eye is looking, it's, you know, looking like somebody punched him 20 times in the eye. Um, and he also just looks nothing like the small child. Right. Again, I mean, I guess, you know, hair color changes naturally all the time. Uh, I think. 
So, <laughs> I mean, I guess he can go from like blonde to dark black hair. No problem, I suppose. Oh, yeah. It's fine. It's just whatever. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I truly <laughs> don't know if that's possible. If your hair can change color? I mean, I guess. My mom was like very, she had like strawberry blonde hair before it became like a darker oh, brown, yeah. I guess. I had, I was born with bright red hair and then it turned blonde and then it's like a mop water brown whenever it's natural. So interesting. it definitely happens, okay. but it's just. But blonde to black? Like a jet black? Hmm. <laughs> right. That's I'm what I'm like, questioning hmm. that. Uh, but anyway, so he puts the mask back on really fast, giving Loomis the opportunity to shoot him off of the balcony. He flies to the ground. You know, Lori's like, it's the boogeyman. And Loomis is like, yes, baby girl, it is. And then he goes and looks outside and Michael's gone. And of course, the iconic theme song hits and we hear that heavy ass breath again. And yeah, and then that's how the movie ends, you guys. So great, truly and honestly, like what a great fucking movie Halloween is. Um, coming back to it again. I mean, again, if you're a fan of the slasher genre, I mean, this movie is, of course, a must see. And I do think it's something that you'll probably really enjoy. I'm sure there's people out there who maybe aren't like a big fans or aren't big fans of that subgenre of horror. But I feel like most people enjoy this movie. Um, I would like to, you know, read a review or maybe see if anybody has like any real issues with it, because I think it's great. I think it's very solid. Yeah, I enjoy it. I can see the influence that it has on modern film. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, such a good movie. I really enjoy Halloween. Well, we watched the original. We watched 2018 last year. And kills. So. And we're gonna do ends this month also. So like we did the modern trilogy for you guys already. And the original now. Then. Next year we'll have to do we'll have to do like a Rob Zombie. <laughs> mm, how did I know it was gonna go there? <laughs> Always. <laughs> and for me it'll be what? What would I get? What would you think I would pick next in the Halloween hmm, universe? I feel like you would pick five. No. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to send you the telepathic. Probably like an H two O or Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. Maybe Halloween four. I really enjoy those movies. Although H2O was a little, she's a little silly now that I kind of watch it back. Um, But still really good. Jamie Lee is great. I remember that art the most next to this one. H2O? Yeah. It's really good. Again, Jamie Lee slays in that movie. Right. Iconic. Truly and honestly a badass in that movie. Um, But yeah, so much fun. I love this movie, you guys. It was fun to talk about it and go through it. The foundation for generations to come. <laughs> uh, what are we rating this out of? Uh, pumpkins. You are right. Let's do pumpkins. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I do. Four. Okay. Okay. Um. I mean, again, Halloween's a personal fave of mine, so I'm probably going to go ahead and just give it a five. Five pumpkins out of five. I really love this movie. Again, it's, I mean, one of the earliest horror movies I can remember watching was Halloween. One of the earliest horror villains that scared me was Michael Myers. Um, I've seen a lot of these movies in theaters, um, many of them in theaters, uh, again, it's not like my favorite franchise because a lot of the movies aren't good per se, 
Um, but this original movie is just, it stands out for obvious reasons. And yeah, it's one of my faves. Five out of five for sure. Awesome. Four and five. <laughs> what a way to kick off spooky season. I'm excited yeah. for the rest of the month. Me too. I'm really excited. We got some fun discussions coming up for you guys. And yeah, again, go, you know, check out the Patreon. Um, I guess before Stormy wraps up, but since we're already mentioning Patreon, let me go ahead and shout out our Patreons as well. Um, but yes, go ahead and check it out. Again, we'll be doing Hellraiser at Tier 2 and Halloween Ends at Tier 3. On top of, of course, early access to the weekly episodes at Tier 1. Um, so yeah, go check everything out. It's great. And let's go ahead and give a shout out to our Patreons. So of course, at the opening kill tier, we have A Nightmare on Fear Street. And at the Finer Girl tier, we have Sarah G, Yvette R, Michael D, Annie C, Patience C. So thank you guys so much, of course, for, again, just, you know, supporting us. We appreciate it. And Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us streaming on pretty much every platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. You can email us at slashherpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Patreon at slashherpod as well. Um, yeah, thanks for sticking with us for another week. I'm going to go try and sleep and hope that Michael doesn't pop out of my closet tonight. So, happy national coming out there. Stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye.